From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again. Back again. You know what, boys? Back again. A couple weeks. It is. It's, it's been a minute, but I, the good news is is we're all wearing suits today of some form, which I like. Sharp today. I didn't Everybody's even realize a, that. Yeah. Everybody's rocking Colt, the suits Colt was today. just fantasizing about a guy in his oh IG that I'm going to probably start following out. That guy was snappy dressed. No, he was. And he handsome. Was. Dang. Handsome. Cigars, coffee. John, I got to show you this guy. It's an, it's an Instagram picture. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I don't oh, know if I need to see some page. guy you're fantasizing about. Welcome <laughs> to the Power Move. My <laughs> name is John Gafford. I am your host. On this show, we talk about how to become a better you. Actually, you know what's funny, man? That's what we're really going to talk about today. But first of all, welcome to... The Bulgarian mongoose Uh-oh. called him and Dan. I didn't save this guy's Instagram. I didn't save his Instagram. He's looking for some oh, dude on Instagram. Dude, he's this guy. Just Google desert, here. reading GQ in a white yeah. suit in the desert. <laughs> and that's it? <laughs> this guy was something else, Sean. <laughs> How are you guys? That. We're good. How are you, counselor? Welcome back. Good. Living the dream. From our surf and safari that we went on last week. Thank you guys for uh, accompanying me on surf safari, which was always fun. And was, that, was that a whole week ago? Yeah, we left. Yeah, we were we were down there a week ago today. We we're Feels there like two days ago. Yeah, I know we we're down there last week. That was fun. It, it, it time goes faster as you get, get older. older. It, it does. Remember, oh, we were, remember, we were a little kid and like. Have we talked about this? I don't know if we talked about, it, but Christmas would take like years to that, get there. And now you blink and it's so like it's, a year goes by. Yeah, perceptive time zero to eighteen is yeah. the same psychologically as eighteen to eighty. Okay, so you think that you're halfway through your life at forty or whatever? Yeah, you're halfway through your life at eighteen. So do it now because you're. Percept because experience uh, speeds time up, right? Because mm-hmm. if you know what's coming, you know what to expect. You get in the doldrums, you go through your life. All of a sudden, you whip through twenty five years of your life without realizing that oh, that shit just happened in just a, in just a second. Yeah. So your percept. There's ways to slow it down. New experiences, learning difficult things, putting yourself in difficult situations will give you a longer life perceptively. Yeah. Did you did you may see the thing about the Dana White guy? That now I'm obsessed with the 10x health guy. Did you see this? Did you see the Dana White thing? So Dana White uh, had this guy on Gary Beckler, I think his name is, and uh, or not didn't have him on, but he was he was on a podcast. He was talking about him, and this is a cat that owns. Uh, I guess Grant Cardona has not bought it. It's called 10x Health, where this cat can come and give you a blood test and a DNA test, and then tell you how based on those results how long you have to live. Um, because he is, uh, his main thing was he worked for an insurance company as an actuary expert. And he's like, when they're issuing these hundreds of million dollar policies on rich people, they don't care where you fall on the chart. They want to know how many months you got left on the planet. And, uh, he was talking, Dana White was being interviewed and he was talking about this guy came and, and he, they were in Miami and the guy came to the room and did the blood test and did this and he became obsessed with it. And the guy called him up and said, I'm gonna fly to Vegas and tell you about it. And uh, he flew out and told Dana White, he goes, you got 10.4 years to live. That's it. How old's Dana? I don't got to be 53, 54, yeah, whatever it is. And he goes, but here's the deal. He goes, if you do what I tell you to do in 10 weeks, I can turn it all the way around. And so Dana started doing what this guy said. And uh, I guess he's lost 30 pounds in like 10 weeks. He says he's been, had trouble with his legs. Like he could barely bend over, but no doctor knew what was wrong. So that's cured up. 
no more sleep apnea, no more snoring, all of that's cleared up, all of this stuff. So now I've become obsessed with this guy. So yesterday I ordered the genetic test from him. So I'm going to see what happens with the genetic test. But he, but he also, we were talking about this in Newport because this is the cat that also believes in like the oxygen training where they sell the oxygen machine where you do right. like the 15 of the 93 pure oxygen to kind of really get the oxygen through every cell in your body and really hyper oxygenate it. So yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to try to turn myself into a superhero. It's better than just yeah. drinking beer and eating McDonald's all it day, is. I suppose. It gives you better odds. It is, it is. But speaking it's, of making yourself a better human, so in case you didn't know, I'm actually in the process right now of writing a book about how to escape uh, the drifts of life, the doldrums, whatever it is, those those valleys in our life that keep you down. And so one of the things we're going to start doing on, on the uh, podcast here is discussing some thoughts that I have going into each chapter and just some ideas that I have. Now, they are in no particular order. They're a little bit jumbled. But here's the thing. Today, we're going to talk about something kind of cool. Because in this chapter, in the old bookaroo, we're talking about how to become a better you. And these are tips that I have and things that I've done in my life that will, if it followed, I mean, it worked for me. I became a better me. I don't know how much better I was than before. No, I'm just kidding. I'm light years better than I was before. But yeah, I, you know, th- these are things that I do. And I, and I just want to hear what you guys think about it, which is good. I don't. <laughs> becoming a better you. <laughs> becoming a better you. All these sheep start listening in. <laughs> well, no, 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 it's not about not about that. Not about that at all. Not about that at all. So, you know, again, these are in no particular order. So I'm just gonna start going through them. So the first thing, all right, is this: being impossible to be misunderstood by other people. And I think a bit, a lot of a lot of anxiety, a lot of problems, a lot of complications in your life are 100% self-generated because you become hard to understand. You don't have clarity in your requests from people. You don't have, there's a lot of interpretation that goes on through text message communication skills. So one of the things that I started doing at a very early age, and it was great, especially if you're in sales, and this will make it very simple, is being very clear when you have conversations that involve relationship points, deal points, expectation points. So if I get off the phone with say a client, right? And they and we talk about, um, I'm going to do X, you're going to do Y. As soon as I get off the phone, email, I go right to the email and I say, Hey, to summarize that last meeting, um, or that last conversation, I'm going to do X, you're going to do Y. And the reason why I do this is not because I think the person is silly is because I think the person will forget in three months. And when they go back and they say, no, that's, that's not what you said you were going to do. And that's not what you told me you want to meet. I'm using the Bill Burr. Like, other guy <laughs> voice now. That's not what you told me you wanted me to do. You know, at this point you can just say, Hey, refer back to the email on January the 15th. And your lawyer and will it. thank you. And your lawyer will thank you. So be impossible to be misunderstood. I love that. People always go, you know, where you lay with Colt. <laughs> You know, and I don't think I have in fake a bath friends. Bathhouse, <laughs> usually off of Saturday. No, but I don't think I have. Uh, like I, I don't have the Marriott Bonvoy. Yeah. It's got a lot of points. A lot of points. No, but I, I don't have any fake friends around me. I don't believe mm-hmm. right. Like I don't have bad relationships around me. And like you, I just had this yesterday where I'm going back and forth with a couple of attorneys and didn't realize my client was on the thing. I had to get on phone like, hey, that email is going to sound really like I'm not working for you, but that was just a stupid thing they said. Let me explain why, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you've got to get on, like you said, when you can just sit back and say, here's the email I sent you. Not only do they 
feel a little stu- you know they feel dumb and then they're like per wow. my last yeah, email per my last per, email. Yeah, that's but I, I i think it's <laughs> that's such that's such i don't a think you'll have aggressive fake friends if you're if people know where they lie with you right yeah. like I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like you're. I feel all three of us are the same way. If anybody meets you, you know exactly where you're lying with them. Yeah, yeah. I think I, it's funny too because I assume that unless I think like unless I know otherwise that I'm on good terms with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My yeah. baseline assumption is you that I'm on good that. terms with you. Well, so many people, and, and that's yeah. why I hate the text. <laughs> that's why I hate the text messages become such the profound or, or the primary source of communication because there's no context to it. No, yeah. no. And uh, I think Key and Peele have a, yeah. Yeah. Have, a, have a sketch where it's like, you want to go? Yes, I'd love to go. Oh, really? Oh, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> like, I'll see I, you at 10. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And it's, I can't wait. Like, there's no context genius, yeah. to what's going on or no context. And, and you have to, so many people are so quick to assume things. So make yourself impossible to be misunderstood. I, I love that. Okay. Um, stay in your lane. Learn to stay in your lane. I think this is what causes people a lot of grief. And what's worse is if you are a person that is a lily pad hopper, if you are a, this week I'm this, next week I'm that, now I'm on this craze, now I'm the, now I'm the NFT guru. Like if you are someone that hops around, right? Everybody sees that. And your credibility starts to drive. It starts to drive right into the ground. And if it is one thing to pivot to something else, if that pivot makes sense, like for example, if you think about like, like in basketball, like the guy's not going to pass the ball. The point guard's not going to get the ball and pass it to a hockey goalie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like you can move the ball around the court, which is fine within what you do. But if you stay in the same game, you yeah. got to stay in the same game. And and I know people and I see people that have jumped around so much that nobody takes anything they do seriously. It's funny in, in what I do. It's everything I do is actually very closely related. Yeah. Right? And people will say, oh, you're in real estate and car accidents. Like, How mm-hmm. does that work? It's like, well, because I negotiate. I'm a professional negotiator. Yeah. So I negotiate car insurance accidents with insurance adjusters Mm -hmm. and I negotiate real estate deals with real estate brokers or developers or whatever. And I also do business litigation, which is business negotiation, but it's all business. It's the same skill set and negotiation. It's all the same. And people go, well, I didn't, I thought car accidents were something special. I'm like, no, no, no. It's about negotiation. It's about setting up, to have the best arguments possible in this realm. So well, like for example though, but you're not saying I'm a great weightlifter. So I'm a good tap dancer. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same, it's the same set of skills are not involved with that. Right. So it doesn't matter. So listen, if you're somebody that hasn't decided what you want to be, what you want to do, that's fine. But pick a lane. You got to decide on something and you got to stick with it. Or at least don't pick 10 lanes. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can, like, there are people where they go, I have interests in this, that, and the other. I say, okay, fine. You can have interest, but being the, like today, some guy just drilling me about roofing. I'm not a roofer. I'm going to give you to my guy. I keep saying to call, but you right. keep calling me. I don't know what you're asking me. Well, that was Jack call Welsh's. Bit, I, I fund yeah. it. That's it. Jack Welsh's number one thing as, as the CEO of GE was, I want to get people around me that can answer all of those questions about these different divisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't know all of this stuff. Yeah. I, I, my lane is this. I manage the people that manage the things. Yes. So my lane is managing the people that manage the things. And I'm smart enough to know that in plastics, you know, it's different than petrochemicals, which is different than weapons. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all GE. I'm the CEO of all of it, but I can't tell you the specifications of of our nuclear weapons division. No. Right. 
you know, it's generally electric. <laughs> generally sort of electric. It's generally well. lots of things going on, right? Because, but again, that's still a lane, and I agree with that. But yeah. how many times you as a business owner, how, your issues you come across is because people get out of their lane. How many times? Yo, we got all the time. 60%? All the time. And listen, your issues it, it, are from that? And listen, here's the thing, too. I don't want you to hear, like, if you are a, if you're an unhappy uh, tortilla maker sure. at a restaurant. I'm not saying you have to be a tortilla maker the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm just no, saying if you pivot to something being different, you gotta right. you gotta stay in it long enough that it makes sense. And when I was younger, I you know I was spent so much time in the restaurant business and did that. And then there was like we tried to do this multi level marketing business and that kind of didn't work. And then we did this other business and then we did this. It just it kind of felt like it was drifting. It wasn't really until I got found real estate that was kind of, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And all of the other businesses that we have are all vertically integrated, somehow tied to this business. Um, so I don't think it's a big leap when I say, oh, you know, when people ask what I do, and if you look at my signature, it says everything real estate, because literally at this point, it's everything real estate. So when you say stay in your own lane, what's your perspective? Because like you said, you probably gained a lot of knowledge from doing an MLM. You probably gained a lot of knowledge from doing not just vitamins, but also restaurant. But so to say, oh, stay in your lane, yeah. and pick a lane. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you know, but but he wasn't be, you doing be that in that lane month. for a while. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Be, be in that. I think what you said is more to the point, which was, you know, pick one lane to be in. Don't try to drive in nine. Yeah. Because when you drive in nine, you know, it's you're spread all over. You're not going to, you're just not going to get anywhere, right. you know, and it just, it's, it's a mess. But I think also, you know, becoming a better you, a, a real good key to that is shortcut that anybody will tell you, man, is find a good mentor. And I think finding a good mentor is, it is hyper important. So I want to talk about a couple of things in life that will help you find a good mentor. Now, the first thing is so many people and, and I, you know, I get DMS and it's like, Hey, you know, can you mentor me? Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Tell me what I tell need me to what do I need to, to do. What it, yeah. What, what does that mean? Or what's in it for me and, right. and these things. And I've agreed to mentor people. Um, if they have a good story, they have a good reason or they have a good cause behind them. Like mm -hmm. you need to tell me like, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm trying to go. Here's where I think you can help me get there. Here's what's in it for you. Like I loved Cody Sperber's story when he was in here. Sure. Yeah, if you go back and listen to him one. with his mentors, yeah. mentors like, look, you're going to give me half on everything you do until I tell you no. Actually, no, he didn't even say that. He's gonna, he said, you're gonna give me what I tell you you're gonna right, give me right. out of every deal no. until we're done. To the point where Cody got pissed off at him like two years in, the guy's like, I've been waiting for you to fire me for a year. You don't need me anymore. And, there and, you go. and it, was, Cody, it was the final lesson. I love that. And what Cody did was find somebody that's on their way out of it, right? Go yeah. find somebody that's retired that still doesn't want to retire, have the knowledge, right? Don't, don't find somebody that's working 60, 70 hour a week and you know, yeah, expect it, yeah. them to let you in on business. No. Like, especially people, you guys, right? Like, you have NDA signed on stuff. You can't have people. Oh, can I sit in on one of your meetings? No, you can't. Yeah, and I have <laughs> kids and I have kids and stuff. I'm yeah. I'm trying to feed my own family right. first. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, who is your who is your mentor? If I had a mentor yeah. right now, you know, the funny thing, the, the biggest mentor I had in my life is a who guy was or is, is, a, or is a guy that actually passed away. It was one of my buddies, Rick Wells, and he, he passed away years ago. And he was the guy that kind of first was like, you know, he would say he was the first guy that would say kind of outlandish shit about what he wanted to do. And you kind of believed it. <laughs> the kind of stims go for stupid. Or yeah, you, you, yeah, you were like, wow, this could really happen. And he was kind of the guy that, that he was a guy that told me to get in sales. He was the guy that told me to go buy Kirby, you know, sell Kirby vacuum cleaners or sell cars that have a PhD in sales. I mean, that was the guy 
that, that was it. And over the years, depending on what I'm doing, I have people I can call and lean into. Yeah. Um, I try to find people um, that are good at what they already do. And, but when I call them, again, I always position the ass with them. I'm very smart with how I call them. It's always like, I have something for you. Like I won't, I never ask somebody to do something for me right? Unless I can do something of value for them. Case in point, right? Uh, when I first became friends with Steve Sims, blue fishing was first coming out, right? So I'm like, all right, how can I get, how can I get Sims to come in and talk to our agent? This is before we were friends. And I said, how can I get him to kind of come on and talk to our agents? Right? So I said, he's got this book coming out. My sister has a very large radio show in Denver. So I called my sister and I said, Hey, would you like this guy on your show? I think it'd be a cool guest. He's got some great stories. He's, you know, a cool guy. Would you like him on there? And he said, sure. And so I literally reached out straight to Steve and I said, Hey, would, would you want to go? I, I, I've got a, I got something for you. Cause I, most of the time when I call sure. people, that's, that's my standard message. I have something for you. Call me back. Now don't just say that and then have nothing, but I, I called and said, I have for you. Yeah. And then he, so he called Words me back of affirmation. So he called me back and I said, I know you're launching this book. My sister has the number one uh, talk radio show in Denver. I, you know, I talked to her about you, yeah, I can get you a spot. And he was like, great. And as soon as then it was like, can I do anything for you? Actually, you could, it'd be great if you came on and just spent 30 minutes with my agents, no problem done. <clears throat> but, and even if it would, he would have said no, it would have been fine. Sure. Because sometimes you do want to give with no, no expectation of, of, of reciprocation. But if you're trying to get a mentor, show them that you can bring value to their life. By thinking outside the box with shit they might need. Just connect people, yeah. Just if you're connect a connector. Be the, be the people connector. But I'm going to tell you some things, how to, blow, how to blow out your mentor, how to blow them out. Because I had some people that I was, I was, I was mentoring, and, um, and they were coming in once a week, and I was sitting down with them. And they got busy, and first week, they're, oh, can we cancel? Just something came up with something. We got to do something. I said, sure. Yeah, you can cancel. No problem. They did it again. Yeah. Right? And when they did it again, this is the conversation that we had. I said, and this is going to sound a little egotistical, but it doesn't, no. but, but there's a point to it. Yeah. And what I said was, I said, if you had a meeting with Tony Robbins, would you have canceled it? Like, honestly, would you have canceled it? Right. I said, Oh God, no. I said, then I don't need to coach you anymore. And they said, well, you know why? And I said, well, listen, here's the deal. The reason that you wouldn't cancel a meeting with Tony Robbins is not because it's Tony Robbins. It's because you, you value, value the information that's coming out of his mouth so much right. that you would move heaven and earth to get to it. If you can't even get to my office for a meeting, you're not going to do what I tell you to do anyway. You're just not. You know, so if you're not going to do it, what's the point in both of us doing it? It's funny. I, I have a real piece of relationship advice I often use. Which is what? <clears throat> have you ever heard people that talk to their spouses in a certain way and you just go, do you talk to the barista at Starbucks like that? You know, and they, of course, I think not. A, I think a vet probably does. No, but no, but for <laughs> <laughs> a vet, I yeah. no, but but that's just like in <laughs> life, right? Like you can always tell what someone does values by what they do. Yeah. So if okay. you don't talk to the Starbucks barista like that, why would you talk to your wife like that? Yeah. No, no kidding. And this is somebody that you share kids with, a family, your no. business partner. So just like in life. Right, you can always tell what someone values by how they right. act and what they yeah. do. If it's well, important did, to them, it'll get done. If it's not, it's not. Yeah, right. Did, and we just had this conversation with me and guy you thought where people are so disrespectful right now with disrespecting people's time. Right. It's the I don't know what it is, but I feel like these last two years people are getting, and it's not just to me. I mean, they're doing it. To, I, I watched a guy worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Someone did the same thing. I'd love to have lunch with you. Mm -hmm. 
he sat there for 45 minutes. He's like, I'm done. He goes, if they come in, don't even show them where I'm at. That's, you know? Did, did you have a mentor? Yeah. Yeah. Norm George out of Utah. Uh-huh. He taught me commercial real estate at 18. And he just brought you under his wing and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knew what he's doing. He got a little runner boy. He talked to me at a funeral, right? He knew I could BS. And he I saw you crying at a funeral. It's like, yeah, there's, like, a, there's easy pickings. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but he, he straight up said, how much you need a month to live? pay for college and to live and i said and well i gave out my bare minimum he's like that's what you're getting paid well i was you know bringing in big deals and stuff he'd cut me off a piece but yeah but i i've got Made at 18 grind. i was doing hospital deals at 19 i'm doing hotels right like stuff yeah. i should have never and i tell people all the time you can't go learn this from watching youtube you have to learn it by being in it yeah. that's why I go cold call go start at the bottom don't ask somebody okay oh, mentor you and just be underneath you and just want to do the big stuff right i got, I got lucky with kind of Did that you? situation yeah same my, thing my ex's dad had a major real estate development company i mean yeah. big huge Large. yeah and uh, his vice president was a developer ex-military developer and i always got to go and be a part of these deals and i'm like 23 24 yeah. 25 mm-hmm. i'm negotiating stuff with walmart right yep and it's just like you don't get that opportunity so you have to go make it happen it's not it sounds like nepotistic but i was making like 30 some thousand canadian i was being drastically underpaid for a college grad people were making yeah. double the money but i wanted to be oh, i were. wanted the opportunities to do big things more than i cared about the money at the time well there it, are people right now that if they'd let me i'd go work for them for free for well, a year well here's the point but see that that's a that's a good point if people are listening to this and they're like oh you know where am i going to get a mentor where am i going to get somebody that you know is doing this to take an interest in me where am i going to do that i think you know one of the oldest adage, adages that you get pounded into the into the ground is you know show me your friends i'll show you your future right. but your friend group can provide some mentorship for you if it's the right friend group Absolutely. if it's the right and so many people look at their friend groups as just the guys I drink beer with or whoever I hang out with or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you've got to look at who you're hanging around with and say, you know, are they bringing value to me outside of just the laughs? And sometimes, you know, it's good to hang out with some of those mm-hmm. people, but you've got to make sure that you're, you're, you're being around people. And here's the thing. If you feel like you don't have anything to offer some of these people or you're hanging around circles with people that have a much higher level of success, Sometimes just being a good friend and not asking them for shit yep. is a way to get in with these people. You know, like we sat here, we sat here with uh, the snack daddy, man, Ari Golden. It was just like, how did you get in with all these celebrities? He's like, I never asked him for I anything. I never asked him for shit. Not I, a one yeah. thing. My, my daughter, um, I happen to know this celebrity, whatever. And she goes, dad, can you please ask this favor? Like, Absolutely not. Under no circumstance will I ask for that favor. I wouldn't ask for it for me. I'm not going to ask for it for you. I'm not going to ask for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those things where do you want to maintain a friendship? Because if you do, don't ask yeah. people for stuff. Yeah. Now there's like, there's well, some stuff where I'd say, hey, you know, like um, we had Jason Egan on here, mm-hmm. right? And when I have people in from town, I say, hey, I'm going to bring them by saw, right? And I'll bring them by them your yeah. attraction because I want to bring them by and I'll pay. Yeah. Sure. yeah I, I, wanna, I just want a spot. I just want a spot. I'll pay. Just get me a spot. I'm yeah, I just want to pay, but just don't yeah. don't make me deal with the bullshit. Because yeah. I've already done it. Yeah. You know, I've already gone through the ropes. I'm trying to show other people a good time. Yeah. And he's always like, no, no, I got to cover it. But it's like, no, no, I'm not asking for that. I promise yeah. you. I'll say, yeah. no, charge me. And then, and good friends will have this thing where it's back and forth of who paid what. Yeah. Like, 
I won't let you pay. I snuck the card in before well, that, you got well, a chance. That's, to. I mean, look, we were just all in Newport, and it was right. like, did I? And I think somebody asked me. I think it might be you, Colt. You're like, did I pay you for that meal? I'm like, I don't. I, well, my first response was I don't know, I don't and my know second response was well. I don't care. I know <laughs> I like, you, don't, but I, I just don't didn't even, want to send it to the wrong person. No. But no, I, I am that way. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so yeah. John Gifford, congratulations, yeah, no, I, you got the uh, yeah. Whatever hey, it was. John I don't use Venmo. Bucks. Yeah. That's all this, this guy. Colt just sent me sixty dollars. No, but it that is I've stopped hanging out with people. Yeah. It's always like, oh, you're just always being the one pay. Or hey, can you call this person to get? Because you know this person, it's like no, I'm, I wouldn't even yeah. ask for myself. I'm not asking for. I, how many times can you get me a room here? Could I? Sure. Oh, yeah. Am I going to? No. Could you get me a nightclub? <laughs> yeah. Could I? Yeah. No. It's not happening. That's that's the most important thing is when you're around that. Like when I was in L.A., I was at parties that I had no business being. I was the that's only how, that's non. How you get into those parties? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I was all and people you saw always ask like why? I'm like because I don't care. Sh- I don't give a shit who they are. Yep. I don't, I'm not a yes sir to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, like these guys, oh, you want to go to a nightclub? Sure. Like, let me buy that bottle. And they'd be like, oh, what? Like you bought the bottle? It, you just, you can't, you can't be a leech to people. Well, because people yeah. will do that. They'll be, oh, you're an yeah. attorney. Hey, uh, let me talk to you about my case. Sort of. yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm in a bar. We're- <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you? Yeah, what, what are we talking about? This is why I'm here. So I'm not, I'm not yeah. working. It's one of the advantages <laughs> about being in real about being in real estate is there's a million people for people to talk to about real yeah. estate deals. Yeah. They don't <laughs> talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. But let's, you know, I do want to talk about this because we were just all together. And one of my points here is this. And if you are someone that is drifting along and you don't not have a lot of success, I would be willing to bet also in this lovely day and age. I want to say two things about social media. But in this lovely day and age, number one, I'll bet two things about you. I bet you're consuming more than you're producing meaning that you are not thinking about your own life. You are consuming the lives of others through social media. And I have found there are times when I, you know, we all get that compulsive going through. So I, man, I, I've, you probably haven't seen a lot of me on social media lately. Cause honestly, I just decided like I hit this point where I'm like, I got to get rid of things that, that don't bring me joy. Yep. And I just found myself not, there's no, I get no joy from social media there's no joy in it oh i completely disagree you get oh me and instagram chris. me and chris well, have some good joy. Yeah. <laughs> facebook facebook is lost i don't even yeah. on facebook instagram man wow you there's get joy just, from the oh instagram. i get smiles from ear to ear it's me like and chris live on <laughs> instagram <laughs> but, but here's the thing yeah, some of the, the, so jo- the jokes and memes the jokes and memes are good but i've yeah. I, I what i found was i found myself seeing people that for whatever reason i'm connected to that are living a false life that is just a fallacy and i just get I, skip I, 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 yeah <laughs> skip, i do I just but, skip over that yeah, but the, pro- but the problem is, the problem is it just it wasn't bringing me it doesn't bring me a lot of joy but also i think because of this perceived level of success that you're just automatically supposed to have because apparently everybody does i think that people's ego is standing in front of the of, in front of them becoming successful and a great 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 story of that is my buddy noel bowman who we we're with this weekend and noel i think we have we had one to one we just yeah, had noel's him. been on yeah, yeah so yeah he was on we've, we've had him on but again but, but again to recap his story you know he was at a place where he was you know he he was broke man he, he, he had a rock bottom on there and you know he had to swallow his ego to take a goofy job as the manager of the ice cream scooper place with a hat it was like a hundred thousand dollar job but he had he had, a, he had to swallow his pride to take that job and i think there's sometimes when there's things that could get ahead 
get you ahead that your your ego won't let you do. Sure. And because because it's perceived as bad, like going backwards. Like for example, like right now. Um, I had a little wrestle with this yesterday because we're, we're, I'm selling out of my interest in the airplane just because just not penciling for me. And I'm selling out some other stuff because, again, doesn't bring me joy. I'm getting rid of it. And part of me was like, uh, part of me was like, you know, oh, in the back of my head, what are people going to think? You know, oh, people are going to gossip that I'm going broke because I'm selling this stuff. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, why? Why do I give a shit what people yeah. think? Like as much as I, you know, I try to do egos away. I try to do stoicism. I try to pound it down. It still comes creeping back, that's man. Why, but that's why we it work comes on creeping it. That's up. why we work on yeah, it. Yeah, it comes a, creeping up. It's a work up. in progress. Yeah. You don't read Marcus Aurelius and all of a sudden you're like, you know, completely just and benevolent. Yeah. It gets work. They call it practice, right? Yeah. They say showering is like motivation. Right? It works for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. But you got to do it over and over. Motivation is like showering. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can't expect to be. I'm perfectly motivated from this day forward because I. So wait, that poster I bought that I'm going to put my. That's I know not do it's for got me. an eagle. It's that freedom. It. You got to put <laughs> more than just one. You got to put four around. Four hey, posters. Hang in there, kitty. Four posters around. One, one poster. There's per not day. one person on this earth that doesn't have an eagle. Yeah, not but again, one, and it, it will but, creep but, but, up. But, but again, like you look at Noel, had he not swallowed his ego and taken that first job, he would not be where he is today. And where he is today is pretty good. fucking awesome. You should have some ego. I'm not, I'm not against ego. It's about managed ego. And it's it's about self awareness mm-hmm. of what your ego is. Here's the thing. I, I think I think ego serving you from a place of self reflection is mm-hmm. fine. I think ego concerned about the well, outward appearance think, yeah. of others yeah, is controlling is terrible. You. That's a sla- it's slavery. Yeah, slavery. Yeah, it is. It, it, it totally is. Who was that? Well, let's talk about what setting some goals. Which one? Shirt you have. Like, Which one? Oh yeah, like kill, your yeah. kill your masters. Kill your masters. No, I, I, that's a killer mic thing, that. right? Yeah. From Run the Jewels, and it's the whole concept. And people always look at me funny when I wear it, but I'm like, what's? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't that oh, be your, your master, baseline? Yeah. I love kill that. all of your masters. If you have a master, right? If you have any masters, kill them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Like you don't need a master. A master is different than like a, a mentor. A vet doesn't oh, yeah. listen to this, does she? But there are masters and there are mentors. If your wife She's is your, if your wife is your master, right that's a, that's an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> well, Nobody should ever I mean, yeah. control. Have you ever seen people like ah, I do this for my mom because if I don't, she's going to guilt me into this that. I'm like, get rid of your get rid of your mom. Ooh, I, I actually mean that. If you moms. have people in your life that are manipulative and controlling you, and they're not and and they're not concerned about your happiness, they're just concerned about theirs. Why do you need them in your life? I don't care no. if you grew up together. I don't care if you're biologically related to each other. This is true for everyone but your children who are just I, monsters. I, 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 I don't know if this is going to. I don't. I don't know if this works. But I read this the other day. I thought it was I thought interesting, worth a try. It said when people are manipulative and trying to argue with you, you just look at them and yell, "Do you want some sand or not?" <laughs> Can you confuse them? Just try to confuse them, and it diffuses the situation. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try that. <laughs> you confuse people when they're so. You can mess with people. I always say, throw something stupid in business transaction. <laughs> Watch people get so upright. Oh, do you no, know why you Led can't Zeppelin? do that? And then you go with the. <laughs> do you know why big. Led Zeppelin had a rider with the green M and M's? To make sure people were paying attention. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you're exactly right. No, really? no, I did yeah. That so they'd say, yeah. okay, we need this because they had a bunch of contraptions and equipment right, and all right, this right, stuff, right. and they could tell if they needed to go back over and fine tooth comb the rider. 
right? If they walked into the stage and it was a bowl of green M and M's, it meant they read it, it meant they so were detail oriented enough nice. so that they could actually, you know, yeah, knew it got done. Yeah, did not yeah. know that. Yeah, that that, that, that is out. that is actually a true story. I've, well, I don't know if it's a true story, but I've heard it as well. It's, so. I don't, I've it's a well, but it's, it's either it's, true it's, or it's a very well propagated yeah, lie. Exactly. The logic behind it makes a ton of sense. It right does. Now. It it really does. It really does. Um, well, let's talk about you know before we get to goal setting, let's talk about self discipline because I think that's something that's very important. And there were a lot of times in my life when I did not have self discipline. You know, two things. Um, you know, I, I think I've told the story before. I don't know if I have or not, but but when. You know, I when I first did the insurance company and I relocated down to Tampa and things were going very well in Florida, and my number one sales guy down there was, uh, you know, kind of blowing off his leads and going to play golf and screwing around instead of working and doing this, and we were kind of losing money on the leads, but he was still the number one salesman and, you know, still doing well enough, but as the owner of the company, when the company starts to suffer, you got no choice. You have to do what? Uh, you got to fire him. Well, you know, you got to fire him, yeah. but the problem was the salesman was me because I was CEO, I was salesman, I was everything else in this right. company. And I did not have the self-discipline to do what I needed to do every day. So, you know, self-discipline being really defined as, you know, doing what you don't want to do today to, to, get to, your, right. yeah, to right. get to your long-term goals. And a lot of people don't have that self-discipline. So if you're somebody that's self-discipline, this is what works for me. This is how I got motivated, was I had to get some middle management. And I even did this a million years ago when the phone was like, I think I had a sidekick or something, a flippy, whatever. <laughs> but no, but the idea was every single thing that I had to do went into my phone uh, as, a, as, a, as my calendar, my phone, and that became gospel. It did not matter what else came up. If it went in my calendar, it happened. Like I, I just, I would have to start saying no to things I can't. So I would start scheduling the things that I had to do. And if you're someone that is, a procrastinator is can't get off tap dead zero. Can't do those things. Start scheduling yourself and start getting going because if you get the ball rolling just a little bit, it makes sense. You know, right now here at Simply Vegas, and I walked through today, and it was quiet, man. It was like it was quiet this. When well, I wouldn't do today. Today was kind of busy, but yesterday it was kind of quiet. And um, you know, you can feel the market, right? You can feel the real estate market, and you can feel it kind of coming. Tomorrow will be the first of the real estate purges here in Las Vegas. And I'm actually gonna do a video for our office tomorrow where I'm actually gonna play the purge noise. Now, what I mean by that is this. Tomorrow will be the first time we've had major constriction in the amount of real estate transactions that are closing and the MLS dues are due. So there are a lot of people tomorrow that are gonna question if this is the right business for them. Should I do this? Am I going to make this, am I gonna pay this bill? Am I going to make this investment myself? So there will be a lot of people that cease to do what we do tomorrow. Huh? A lot. I didn't even, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, to, that'll happen the next, tomorrow. The, there'll be the a lot of people that cease to do what we do. And the story, the, the, the reality of it is, is this, right? You don't have to do a lot to survive up and down this market. I've been doing this now for 17 years, 16, 17 years. And all you got to do is show up. You just got to show up one more day. You just got to pick the phone up and make one more call. You just got to go on one more appointment. You just have to send one more mail. You just have to keep pushing forward. Three and feet from gold. And it's very difficult to do when everything out there is, oh man, the interest rates are up. Ah, oh, people are on the fence. Oh, I had all that shit. There's so much, but here's the point, but here's the point. So what happens is, especially in this industry, is people start to say, if I just stay home, I don't have to face it. 
Like it's easier for me to stay home and work in my quote unquote home office that all realtors say they have and they don't. <laughs> it's easier for me to just stay here and ignore it than it is to go face it. But if the, for those people that show up and face it, for the people that come in and put on a suit and get ready and come to work and get on the phone, those are the people that are going to survive and not just survive through the downturn, but do incredibly well. Yeah, when you have that kind of personality, that, that that's so I'm, I'm one of those people, John, we're talking about what do you do? I hire people. Now, that sounds a little bit like a privileged argument, but mm-hmm. if I don't want to get up and, and go train, um, I hire one. Mm-hmm. I hire a trainer. I get a buddy. I make myself accountable through other people because I know, just like you said, would you show up for Tony Robbins? I'd show up for a trainer because I don't want to disappoint somebody by not being there. So I hire one. I take my excuses away mm-hmm. through strategic well, choices. We're g- well, we're going to talk about that next, which is kind of funny because you talk about if goal setting is what we did last year or a year and a half ago, it was the $50 Fit Club, which we did that, yeah. which mm-hmm. was awesome. Which, for the, which for those, if you don't know, you will move faster away from pain than you will oh, yeah. towards, towards pleasure. pleasure. You Who, will. You'll, someone you'll owes run me a that. dinner for that, by the way. I think we do. I don't know who it was. Yeah. Well, Where, who's we got the, the kitty? Well, Mendoza had to mortgage his house by the time I was done putting it in there because he was skip all time. But for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we had a deal where you had to work out every day, just do something, 45 minutes, and you had to send a video to our tax chat of yourself working out. It could be brisk walk, it could be whatever, blah, blah, but you had to do something. Good to do something. And if you didn't send that video, it was a $50 fine per occurrence every day. And then that went into a kitty for us to go to dinner at the end of six weeks. Um, But again, you know, there were a lot of days even through that process that I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't want to do anything, but I did it. I got my ass up and got on a trip. I did. So, I did. dude, if you're having trouble at life right now, find an accountability partner that it, where, the, where the result is bad. Create some pain for yourself. Create some pain for yourself. Create create some of that. Go, bull, go Bullworth with it. Yeah, totally. To Bullworth. <laughs> oh, what a, that's, if you don't work out today, this guy's going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not quite that far, but yeah, but that's somewhere the, between that and but, Bullworth. But, but, but that's the point. That's the point. And and you know if you're. It, this is kind of a nice little segue, I guess, into goal setting, talking about goal setting, because so many people set these goals and they say, I want to have, I want to make $100,000. That's my goal. And I ask them the question, why? And they can't answer it. I don't know. Just sounds like, good. Like, it sounds good. You have got to, in setting goals, you got to attach a why to those goals. There's got to be something you're going to do with that money or that money is inconsequential. Because at the end of the day, money is just paper. Doesn't do it's what the money does that it's matters. The freedom that attaches to it. Yeah, you gotta get there. Yeah, it means killing your masters. Honestly, to me, like I was thinking about that. We were talking about things and cars and um there was that quote I read where it says, um, um looking at your savings account and seeing a positive balance and still telling yourself a bro you're yeah. broke is a form of uh, you know, a strong mind. Yeah. Right. And it's because I you know, I want the freedom. I don't want to go out and have this thing that makes me look cool. I don't have the ego that says, you know, look at look at the truck I drove here. Like yeah. I don't mind again, I don't care. I don't attach certain things to certain things. Mm. Um and I kinda wanna keep living that way because I would rather war chest than yeah. have the things that become a liability and work for the things or they say in Fight Club, the things you buy tend to own you. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Dude, I saw, I was watching, there's a there's a documentary on Netflix right now about money, and everybody said you should make your kids watch it, so I wanted to watch it first, just see if it was entertaining enough. And I watched it. I mean, and it's very basic financial advice. And it's very, I mean, it, it is, but it's but it's literacy that most people don't have when it comes to money. Right. So I would recommend everybody walk on, watch, I, I don't remember the exact name of it, I just know it ends in money. So if you go to Netflix and search money, it's, it's on there. So the truth about money, I think is what it's called. 
But I will say there was something from it that that I gained that I thought was pretty cool, which was you know one of the one of the one of the counselor people was talking to somebody. I said, "Look, when you when you go to buy something, ask yourself, do I like it? Do I want it? Do I need it? Do I love it?" And they said, "Then take those answers. Two of those answers go together, and two of those answers go together. I love it, and I need it go together. I want it, and I like it." And then the, she said the most profound thing, or at least it's profound to me. She said, people that live in the I want, I like, are never happy. Short-term hits, dopamine, short-term quicks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you focus everything, and I thought it was not just for stuff you buy, but if you focus in life, in life, if you focus on things you love and things you need, your existence will be much easier yeah. and much simpler. Sure, I totally, totally agree. Cause there's, you know, there's stuff like, for example, when I was talking about downsizing stuff I have, like the boat, right? Yeah. I like the boat. But looking but, back on it. No, it's $130,000 paperweight sitting on a lift at Lake Mead. I need to sell it. It's got to go. It's got less than 10 years. hours on it. It's crazy that it's sitting out there dying in the sun. It's crazy. I well, don't, I, I like it, but I don't love it. I think it. you had good intentions. I did. It. I did. Um, Your intentions were good. And because you've gone and done it, it'll probably dissuade you from ever doing it again in the future. Right, but, and that's why like a lot of times these young men. You know, or whatever, whatever women do. You go buy, you spend a ton on a purse, you spend a ton on a car. I know they're not the same worlds, but mm-hmm. a young man will, will go out. It's like that Pearl Jam song. A man buys the Corvette trying to get the girl ends with the mechanic, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, you have to go make that mistake. My dad bought a, a um, uh, you know, a Camaro or whatever when he was a young guy. He was, he was putting, you know, his entire paycheck into the gas tank. He learned that lesson. He drove a K car when we were growing up because he did that thing. And he learned from but, it. But let me ask you this, though. And I, and I think this is, a, this, is a, this is a husband, father question. Because I think nothing causes me more internal anguish than when I spend a tremendous amount of money on something that I think everyone's going to like. <laughs> and then no one gives a rat shit. Yep. And that's when I'm like, so I tell my wife, I go, I'm not mad. Like selling the Sprinter. Right, yeah. which I love. I, I, love, I love taking the sprinter <laughs> down to the down to the football. It's games. a blast. Yeah, nobody in my family cares. They could care less. So why am I spending? <laughs> You're doing it for why, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm doing, but but here's the thing. But I can't but even do it, it for me because I'm sitting there watching them, them not you know. care, and now I'm irritated now about the whole now thing. It's now it's an thing irritant. It's supposed to be so. Enhancing yes. your life is not yes. taking away. When you buy a Ferrari yes. and you got to sit it and put it on a trickle charger, wrap it up, you better love that goddamn car because yeah. it's going to cost you a thousand dollars a month just to operate. Well, no, no. My, like my wife asked me when I was talking about selling all this stuff, she goes, well, "Are you going to keep the Maserati?" I said, "Oh, I love the Maserati. Yeah, that, one's, that goes that right. One's for Dad. That goes right in the I love category, and it's <laughs> only got two seats. So I only need nobody yeah. or one to like it with me. That's all I need. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't. I don't need. All, right. I can't have three. You know, <laughs> you'll, you'll find that. unhappy faces staring. <laughs> Me in the Maserati. If you live by that, you'll realize how much you do not need in your life. Oh my right? god! Like you're sitting there, people are like, "I need this, I need that." Hmm? No, you don't. Like you yeah. don't need thirty pairs of jeans, right? You don't need a yeah. hundred pairs of shoes. Well, hold on. I'm sorry. Like I don't get the whole tennis shoe craze and stuff I don't like shoe, that. Shoe for a different occasion. Sam, I don't get the shoe thing. I, there's Sometimes just, you got to make know. Raider for Air Force Ones, you know? Like you always hear you people taller. complaining, <laughs> oh, I, I can't go with you on a trip or I can't do this. And you're like, stop well, I think, I think, I think, I think that's, what we're, that's what I'm trying to get to eventually like, is money is, is for one thing freedom. and it's for experiences. It's not yeah. for anything else. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and how I think, great was our I, trip, right? It was great. It, no, it was, well, we'll keep and we mind. all no, left. New, Newport House, that's a love no, column. No, no, but I'm saying like everybody decided like 12 hours before. 
to go on a three-day trip. I know. Right? See, I don't know about all you guys. That was a three, four days. I'm like, yeah. I'm no, I, I was too, <laughs> but that, that those dates change. If yeah. you're spending money stupidly, you have to have a job. You can't do stuff like that. Freedom was yeah. is huge. Yeah, it's it's just really a matter of of, of having money for experiences, and that mm-hmm. that's that's part of that is having. Do you, but that's the thing about you, all of your friends are entrepreneurs. None of your friends have an employer. Hmm. Do I have any close friends that have an employer? You don't. I don't. None of them. Not a single one. Oh my God, we're all unemployed. Bunch of losers. <laughs> all of them. No, I, I have a W2. Check. I, I pay myself a W2. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I have an employer too. Yeah, yeah but you know what I'm saying? Too. None of us have a, a boss, right? Because here's the mm-hmm. thing I, I've tried to kill all my masters. Yeah. Right. And that's because that's what gets them in the way of my freedom. Yeah. So when you work for yourself, right, it's, it's a certain mindset of somebody who can be comfortable not having that check at the end of the week. And you know what's funny? You'll go to get financing on something like about some buildings and some units and whatever. And when you go to get financing, they see you as a greater risk than your own employees. Yeah. Like my yeah. employee yeah. is less of a risk from an actuarial banking point of view. Yeah. Than I am the person that actually provides them their checks. Just as a interesting point of view. Yeah. No, it, it's it's true. Yeah. So not even banks understand how risks. <laughs> risks it, work isn't that employment. wild though? That's beyond me every time that yeah. happens. No. Beyond me. I but get I, it. I don't know. I I I just I love all this stuff about, but it all comes down to freedom. I think mm-hmm. everything comes down to freedom, right? And that's what your life goal should be. And, and I think, and I think again, but, but people think, you know, there's somebody listening to this, like, Oh, it's easy for you guys to say, cause you got money. I, I don't always have money. We didn't I, always have money. And there's a lot of discipline involved in getting to a point where you can live like this. There's a lot. There's, John, there's a lot of discipline. You grew up, you, you grew up divorced, right? You had a mom yeah. that was, you know, didn't, didn't have a yeah, yeah. pile of money to go do a bunch of stuff. Colt, your parents are the multimillionaires growing up. No, my dad's a teacher. My mom worked, you know, as a, doing data entry and as a minimum wage secretary. Yeah. Not a single person is a silver spoon kid here. Yeah. No, but the, but the point being is like, there was times in my life when I was struggling. I mean, there's, there, there are people that are, there's somebody listening to this right now and it might be you. You're listening to this. And again, you're caught up in the drift, man. You don't know which way is up. You don't know which way you're going. You're just going with the way the wind blows. And I'm telling you with a little bit of effort, a little bit of self-discipline, you can, you can turn it around, man, because fuck, if I can do it, you can turn around quick, quick. I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. We can all do it. it. It doesn't matter. But again, you know, I think the biggest pinpoint in the changer for me, and I'm going to sum it up with this thing was people ask me what the biggest change in me was. Right. And of course it was, you know, the apprentice was a great catalyst because it was getting, that was changing my room that changed the network that changed the people I was around. And, and I started hearing how these people thought differently than the people I had been around. You know, I had been around a bunch of people that had an employee mentality, had that mentality and then changed being around those people. And then, you know, when I met my wife, who was the first person that I perceived really in my head that was out of my league, you know what I mean? It was like all of a sudden, like, whoa, this is, this is out of my league here. Like I, I got to pick it up and I got to go. So all of my, you know, success really became originally based on me feeling like I needed to, to be a better man for her. And now, even when, you know, stuff happens and, you know, cause sure there's, there's days in all of our businesses where you just want to be like, you know what I'd like to do? 
Sell off. Just want to take a Molotov cocktail and throw it in the front window. <laughs> just look War of the Roses. Just what, yeah. I want to smash in your face. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to burn the whole place down. I just want to do it. We all have those days. Sure. We, we all have those days. And when I think about those days, I hit it. I always think, you know, my daughter's almost thirteen. She's got five more years at home. I got four years of college. You know, I I, I got responsibilities here, and, and that becomes the why. And nothing. And you know, some days. You know, everybody thinks that owning a real estate company is a glamorous love of life. And some days you just got to eat a bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not some days, a lot of days you got to do that. Or days you learn. And well, no, I mean, there's days when there's no learning about it. You're oh, just, yeah. you're just, sho- you just get you're just no, shoveling it in because yeah. you just got to take it in the teeth and that's what you got to do. But that's and, like you said, though, you, you get up, you put the suit on, you come to work the next yeah, day. You get you up, you put the suit on and you, and you keep going. But, but the next day I, I don't do it. I don't do it for me. I don't do it. Because I want another round of getting kicked in the teeth. I do it because I have responsibility to my family sure. to come here and do that. And, and and there's more good days than bad days. Let's be of course honest. there is. You know, the oh. minute there's not, maybe you want to switch your lanes. No, of, of, no, of, of of course there is. But the point being is, you've got to you've got to have a bigger reason than yourself to want to yeah. do things. In a lot of cases, sure. And here's the best part: if you don't have a significant other, you don't have kids yet, you don't, you're not in that situation. Becoming a better you will make you much more attractive to get in that situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I look back at me, you know, when I was younger, and, and God, I can think back through my 20s and, and through this, the girls I dated, and it was always like, fuck, I was always, to a certain extent, looking for some of these girls to mother me, to like sure. take care of me, and like, like, oh, this and that. I dated some girls that were well off, and it was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll move in with you. Or it was like, dude, what in the world? I look back at that guy now. And I'm like, who was that guy? Yeah, but you got to have a certain allowance for it. Like, if you're a young guy, and if you're listening to this, and you're floundering, and you have all these sort of things, it, there's nothing wrong with going through it, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with taking some shots, messing up, go for you know, do this, that, feeling down a lot. That's totally a part of a normal existence, right? Yeah. It's just if you believe in yourself, you're just going to be that guy that gets gets dressed the next day. Yeah, you know, well, just don't. Like John says, you got to. You're not going either. Like I see my single friends, and I'm like, dude, there's no way you should be out of shape. You don't have kids. You don't have wife. Oh, like I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you should. You should not. When I was single, I could have. I didn't. I could have had an eight pack and still gone done so much shit. Right. Like you should not be out of shape. Yeah, but you're you shouldn't also be at the thing. You're also. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. If you did not have kids and you did not have a wife to go home to, you could go to gym for two hours a night and you could do, there's I, no excuses. I'm sorry. I, I for don't not being in shape. I, I, I'm not I, saying that eight listen, pack. I, I think out of shape. And, and Gidget, if you're listening to this, don't take it the wrong way. But I, I think about this sometimes. And I think if I didn't have my family, I'd be a mess. A fucking monster. I'd be an absolute mess. Dude, I would be an Cold absolute mess. Smoking cigars. Smoking cigars. <laughs> no, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh my god, it'd be I'd be an absolute mess. Well, that's because you know what you have now. But if you didn't, like I said, it's I I just I find no excuses when I see single people like oh I can't go to work. Hey, or hey, to that this. point, I, I will say this: I don't understand. I don't understand why there are heavy super celebrities. Yeah, that's your that I don't your get. Looks. Well, that's your job. That's your job. You can hire a chef to I mean, be. You I can know. hire a chef and a trainer to live at your. So that's what, that, that was to my point. Hiring a trainer, hire people to do the things, get you to do the things you'd want to do. Now, to the other point, you guys brought up something interesting too. If you are in your twenties, don't think that 
You're talking to guys in their 40s or 50s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Don't I'm get married. Why well, you are. Yeah. Oh, cool. Kicking, kicking fucking door down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, come, don't get into a relationship and stay in a relationship that isn't yes, positive, perfect. that isn't motivating. You owe nobody anything. Get married when you're in your when you're 35 30s. or older. Yep. Do not get married in your 20s. That is the only advice I would give to a young man that I think is, is, is true across the board. I don't care. High school sweethearts, you need to get out there. <laughs> You need to go find out who you are, yeah. right? Don't be a codependent human being. Well, and here's the here's the truest thing you'll also hear, which is I firmly believe that back when I and I tell, you know, I used to give this advice to younger men when I would whatever. But if you're dating a girl less than 24 years old, she will be a completely right, yeah. different human being by 30. age 26. <laughs> Something about that twenty fifth birthday. I mean, it's like oh, it's not it, close. It's, it's eighteen. You're different from eighteen to twenty three and twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Women should get married when they're twenty six, twenty seven. Men should be like thirty three, yeah, thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, we're children until then. No, but they are. Men do not become men. Twenty twenty seven year old men cheat on their girlfriends. Oh yeah. yeah. Men in their thirties don't. I, like I swear to God. How, okay. How old are you in your How old are you in your brain right now? Oh, fuck, I'm so tired, John. <laughs> 33. Six, about 60. 34. Yeah. yeah. 34. So I'm 42 early tomorrow. Third, yeah. Turning 42 early tomorrow, but I, f I don't feel any different than 31. I feel emotionally 60 sometimes because I don't feel like yeah, I need yeah. to prove myself yeah. in if, that. I, I, I always mentally, 34 is my number. But here's the thing. you If you're a man, though, and you're not doing physical activities. Yeah. You're going to be, you need to start. You feel like you're 100. But you need to feel, you need to make sure your body's exhausted before your mind's ever going to be worth a shit too. Well, here's yeah. something I just had. I think somebody said the same thing to me. Like, you're if you're a celebrity, you should be in shape. You're getting paid to look good. Mm -hmm. Okay. My point is, I don't care what line of work you are, you're getting paid to look good. You're yeah. making more money the this better is a good you look. That's hundred percent true. This is a good point. I don't care what people want to say. Find yeah, me a jacked no. guy at the gym. Find me a guy at the gym who's jacked out of his mind. I don't care if you don't like the aesthetic. This has nothing to do with advocating for that. Find me a guy who is in excellent jacked up shape. Yeah. Who doesn't who doesn't have the opportunity to be with very attractive uh, <laughs> women or you know yeah. uh, males of the opposite sex or same sex. Or if John was. 350 pounds, 5'10", balding. Simply Vegas would not be Simply Vegas. Sorry to say that. It's true. <laughs> so you're saying you find John attractive. <laughs> no, that's why I'm you saying work here. I could have hit that, I hit that pitch. You, you plan on I getting hit him that to break up with so his wife. Out, yeah. After Newport, we had a shared <laughs> bunk bed. So I could have no. smoked that pitch no, out of the I, right <laughs> over the center field no, wall. No, but I'm being dead serious. Do you think it would? I <laughs> Well, when you're taller... If you're good looking and tall, like Most these CEOs are, are six two, yeah, good looking, oh in true. shape. It's, it's so, the truth. No, it's, I, I, it people don't want to think they're getting paid don't for looking good. Don't discourage the unattractive men. <laughs> you yeah, can always be attractive. If you're an unattractive man, well, listen, you're attractive by getting sure. jacked. Listen, yeah. the Kardashians should prove anything. You're not unattractive. You're, you're just, just poor. poor. <laughs> You're just boring. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Well, guys, Look at Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. I, I hope that some of this helped you today. I hope you took some sense. I, I, I apologize if some of these thoughts are disenjoining because, again, these are just my notes. They have not been correctly organized into a chapter of the book, which they will be very, very soon. Uh, coming out to a bookstore in a year. But remember, Colt, if they want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? Colt underscore Amadin. 
Instagram. And how about you, counselor, for at, all your negotiating needs for either? Including car accidents. Yeah, all those kinds of stuff. Uh, at Connell Law, LV, three L's in Connell Law. At Connell Law. And of course, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. You can watch this on YouTube. If you are, give us a like, give us a subscribe. And if you're, uh, if you've seen these clips rolling anywhere else, just, uh, you know, hey man, comment back and stuff that resonated with you, stuff you maybe didn't, whatever you want to know. It's kind of little live feedback. I like it. And if you're going to move, keep moving forward. See you next time. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, yeah, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.